How are we doing now? Now that you can hear me. Um, happy Easter. Happy Resurrection Day. It's good to have you uh, joining us online. I know this is different, uh, I, and this is not how I want Easter to be, uh, but thankfully we can still um, use technology to get the gospel out. I'm thankful for these guys here who are uh, doing a fantastic job leading us in worship through song. And so uh, now we want to lead in worship through the preaching of the Word. There's nothing better we can do on Easter Sunday than to preach the Word of God. And for those of you that may be joining us for the first time, um, we have been going through the book of Acts here at Red Cross Baptist Church. And uh, Acts has been so good, and especially in the season that we are in right now, um, dealing with uh, especially us being home, uh, dealing with us being ordered not to gather. Um, and, and we understand that the order for us not to gather is not so that we don't worship, but it's just to keep people safe. So we are abiding by that order. However, if this order was so that we don't worship, let me tell you, we would be gathering this morning. Um, but uh, go ahead and take your Bibles with me and turn to Acts chapter 4. Uh, we'll be in verse 13. We're going to continue walking through. And man, I just want to say I love the sovereignty of God within sermon prep. Uh, whenever we uh, preach through books of the Bible, it's amazing how certain texts land on certain days. Uh, last Sunday's text from Acts 4, 1 through 12, I'm sorry, 5 through 12, was what I wanted to preach today on Easter, but because of the circumstances, the schedule didn't work out for it. However, this text is perfect for Easter Sunday. So if you will, go ahead and turn to Acts 4, verse 13. And again, as we like to do here at Red Cross, if you're there, you can comment word, you can hit like, you can hit love, whatever y'all want to do. Just don't hit the angry face or the laughing face. That makes us look weird. But um, but do say word or comment or like. You know, we want that interaction with y'all. Share the video so that this message can get out. Uh, the best thing about technology, especially using it on Facebook, is that we can easily share it so that other people can hear the gospel. This isn't to make our name great, but to make the name of God great. Uh, His name is already great. The only thing we can do is just share it. And so uh, so Acts 4.13, uh, so um, you can stand if you want to at your house. Uh, here at Red Cross, we like to stand in the honor of the reading of God's word. The men here are standing. Uh, so Acts 4 verse 13, here we go. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. But seeing the man who was healed standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. But when they had commanded them to leave the council, they conferred with one another, saying, what shall we do with these men? For that a notable sign has been performed through them is evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But in order that it may spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. So they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we, hear this guys, for we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. 
And when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because of the people. For all were praising God for what had happened. For the man on whom this sign of healing was performed was more than 40 years old. Let's pray. Father God, we're thankful for your word. And Lord, we are thankful for this day, this day that we celebrate every day as believers and that we celebrate every Sunday as a church. This day that we celebrate the resurrection of your son, Jesus Christ. So God, I pray that as we go into your word this morning, help us to uh, apply this to our lives, to, to be encouraged by this. But more importantly, help us to see how good and how great you are. You are a good God. And we are thankful for the grace that you've shown us because our sin, they may be many, but your mercy is more. We are thankful for that. And it's all possible because of what Christ has done on the cross. It's all possible because you sent your son because of love. And so, God, I pray that you would bless us during this time. We ask this in your son's precious name we pray. Amen. Now, that resurrection morning was an unusual morning. Can you imagine what the, the disciples well, were, were, were going through? Uh, especially from the, from the time that Christ died to the time that they witnessed him being rose again. Can you imagine the sorrow they felt? The darkness? Can you imagine the confusion and the anxiety? But when they heard that Christ had resurrected and when they were finally encouraged and when they were finally uh, empowered by what had happened. They were strengthened by it to where now they, they all have been changed. Here we see Peter who is preaching this message. Peter who just a couple months before was standing around people as they were witnessing the trial, the illegal trial of Jesus. And people were pointing him out. Aren't you a follower of Christ? Aren't you one of those disciples? And Peter cowardly denied Jesus three times. But here we see Peter who's not shying away from Jesus, who's not shying away from the fact that he is a, a preacher of the gospel now. He is not denying Christ here. In fact, in the face of threat and opposition, Peter is putting his life on the line for Jesus. He cannot but speak of what Christ has done. And let me tell you this morning, because of the resurrection, because Christ lives, we cannot but speak. And so here I got three things. I guess I said the word things. We got three things I want to show you in this text of how the resurrection encourages us. So the main idea that I want y'all to see is this. The resurrection of Jesus encourages people to live boldly for him. The resurrection of Jesus, that 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 experience that amazing cosmic thing that God did on earth by raising his son from the dead where Christ has defeated death and sin that encourages us as followers of Christ to live boldly for Jesus and I want to show you how within this text that applies so first let's go ahead and just dig into it first the resurrection gives an act or a confidence to act the resurrection gives a confidence to act. Look at verse 13. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished. Let's, 
let's back up just a little bit for those that, that are just joining us for the first time. In the book of Acts, we see, first off, in the beginning, Christ has ascended after his resurrection and he's given them a commission to preach the gospel to all nations, to all people, to go into all the world and make disciples. And so they have done this. They've been uh, filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts 2. And then after being filled with the Holy Spirit, all they've done is preached. And what has happened through that preaching? God has saved thousands of people. Peter, I think this is his second or third sermon. I just don't have it written down. But we see here that because of their boldness in preaching, they're on trial here with the council. They're on trial with the Sanhedrin, with the Sadducees, the Pharisees, with, with the religious leaders, with the priests. They are on trial. They're, they're, they're being, being asked questions about why they're doing this and how they're doing this. What happened was, is at the, at the beautiful gate of the Jewish temple, they healed a lame man, a man who since birth has not been able to walk or stand. And Peter comes up to him and, and the guy asks for money because that's all he can do. And Peter tells him, uh, 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 silver and gold have I none, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus. Stand up and walk. And that man is healed and he stands up and he leaps walking into the temple. He's dancing. I can see him kicking his heels in excitement because God has healed him. And as he goes into the temple, he worships God because he knows that it's God who has healed him of his physical suffering that he's had since birth. Now, everybody knows this guy. They are used to him being in the in the temple or at the temple. He's not allowed to go into the temple until now. But at the temple, they are used to walking by him and they're surprised. This man for 40 years has been lame and yet now he walks. And so Peter has drawn a crowd to him. They're asking questions. And so Peter has an opportunity to explain to them what's happening. And so he preaches the gospel. And what does he tell the Jewish people? It's your fault that Jesus was hung on the cross. It's you that killed him. And then he tells the, the uh, religious leaders, even Caiaphas at the beginning of chapter four, Caiaphas is here. He's the guy who, who held the illegal trial of Jesus. And Peter, to his face, tells him, you are the one that killed him. It's your fault. And as we have said recently throughout this, this whole chapter, guys, it's, it's our fault that Christ hung on the cross. It was our sin that put him there. It is you that killed him. It is you that crucified him. Because Christ came for our sin. Christ came to die for sinners. And then here we see that they're on trial. Peter and John are being asked questions and they're bold about the gospel. Why? Because they are witnesses of the resurrection. The resurrection gives them a confidence to act. It gives us a confidence to act, to live, to obey, to be holy. Verse 13, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived they were uneducated common men... They had no training in seminary. They had no training to, to teach on scripture except for the training that they had under Christ those three years that they were discipled under him. But can you imagine what three years of being discipled under Jesus would do to you? Can you imagine the teaching of actually having God himself 
teaching you how to be a disciple, how to be an apostle, how to preach, how to teach, how to make disciples. That'd be amazing. And so here we see that, that these uneducated common men, they're bold. Why? Because they've been with Jesus. We see that at the end of verse 13. And they recognize, the Jewish religious leaders have recognized that they've been with Jesus. Let me ask you something, guys. Do your friends and family, can they recognize that you've been with Christ? When you, the way you talk, the way you live, the way you act, can they tell that you've been with Jesus? I, I know many times that I have coffee with, with other pastors, other brothers, and we, we get to talk about theology, we get to talk about the Bible, and there, there are different ones where every time I walk away from them, I'm thinking, man, I can smell Christ on that guy. Like, I can feel it. When I talk to him, when, when I hang out, like, like, like he just he he just breathes out scripture. You know, Spurgeon was was like that. I think it was Bunyan. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Spurgeon said that about Bunyan that his blood was Bible, that he bled Bible. That this was this was Bunyan. That he he was he was a follower of Christ. He spent time with Jesus. Guys, do you spend that time with Christ? Do you, do, do you, do you spend time in his word and in prayer? It, it's when we spend time with him that, that our batteries get recharged, that, that our, our spiritual endurance gets energized and we have a confidence to act. How are we able to go out and, and share the gospel? How are we able to, to make a stand for, for the unborn? How are we able to make a stand against sin? How are we able, check it out, to make a stand for Christ? By spending time with him. These men, Peter and John, they have spent time with Jesus and it's overflowed through their speech. It's overflowed through their boldness because they've witnessed the resurrection. They've seen that Christ has been risen from the grave. Do you know how I believe that Christ has risen from the grave? Because of these men. These men who, who lived their lives to the point of death. Most of the, of the disciples that followed Christ died as martyrs. One of them did it, but they all suffered and were persecuted because of it. Why? Because they had a confidence to act because they had witnessed the resurrection. Church, let me tell you, we as believers have witnessed the resurrection spiritually. I can tell you right now, I am not the same man that I was. I'm not perfect, but at least I'm not the guy I was back in high school. At least I'm not the guy I was in the first two years of my marriage. But God is still working on me. But because I've witnessed the resurrection of Jesus Christ in my own life, I have a confidence to act. And you can too. We have a confidence to live boldly for the sake of the gospel because of Christ's resurrection. Because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Because He lives, all fear is gone. Because he lives, I know, I don't know the rest of the song, but still, because he lives, we can deal with all these things. We have a confidence to live. Look at verse 14. But seeing the man who was healed standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. But when they had commanded them to leave the council, they conferred with one another, saying, What shall we do with these men? For that a notable sign has been performed through them is evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. Check it out. These guys are afraid. They're afraid not of Peter and John. They're not afraid of God. They're afraid of the people. 
They, these people who have witnessed this miracle, they are afraid to oppose the miracle because the people will cause an uprising. So they, they fear man over God. Why? Because their confidence is not found in Christ. Their confidence is not found in what God has done through us. Their confidence is found in themselves. They are selfish men. These religious leaders, they don't know Jesus. And Peter and John, by an act of grace and mercy, are preaching the gospel to them. But here, they are denying God. Why? Because they fear what man would do. Verse 17, but in order, these are the religious leaders, but in order that it may spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. So they charged, they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. Guys, these men are, are afraid. They're afraid of what these men are going to be able to accomplish by turning the crowd against them. They're afraid of losing power and prominence, and they're afraid of losing respect. But we see here that what they're going to try to do is they're going to try and shut them up. But man, look at what Peter says in verse 18. I'm sorry, verse 19. But Peter and John answered them, whether it is right in the sight, in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. Secondly, the resurrection gives a message to preach. The resurrection gives us a message to preach. Let me tell you, if you saw somebody rise from the dead, you're going to tell people about it, right? If you witness somebody who said, they said, Jesus told the disciples, I will, I will die and three days later I will rise again. If, let me tell you, if you saw that happen and Jesus did what he said he was going to do, you would tell people too. Church, if we've truly witnessed the resurrection like we say we have, if we've truly experienced Christ like we say we have, then we have a message to preach. We have a gospel to proclaim. That's why the best thing we can do on Easter Sunday is preach the gospel. This is, this is phenomenal that somebody has risen from the dead. Now, half of the, of the Sanhedrin here, the Sadducees, they don't believe in the resurrection. They want to shut this up. They think it's blasphemy. But here, Peter says, we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. Charles Spurgeon says this, the preaching of Christ is the whip that flogs the devil. The preaching of Christ is the thunderbolt, the sound of which makes all hell shake. Church, because of the resurrection, we have a message to preach. And it is this message that because Christ has defeated sin and death, we who put our faith and trust in him will defeat sin and death through Christ. Church, that's a gospel message. Because here's the thing. These men, they don't fear death anymore. Death has no hold on them anymore. They're going to preach Christ even when people tell them not to. Do you have that same kind of boldness? Because the resurrection should encourage us to do that. Because Christ lives, we should preach a gospel of life. Because Christ lives, we have a message to send to our lost friends and family. Because Christ lives, that means that everything Christ said is true. Which means if somebody dies without the gospel, 
If somebody dies without believing in Jesus, that means that they go to hell. There is no second chance after death, guys. You may not have another chance tomorrow, but because Christ lives, we have a message to preach. The resurrection gives us that gospel, and Peter and John are doing that. We cannot but speak of what Jesus has done. This is a message we should shout from the rooftops. This is a message that we should storm the streets with. This is a message that we should flood our Facebook and our, and our Twitter and Instagram with. This is the message that we should flood the hallways of our schools with. This is the message that we should carry to our families and our friends. That the gospel saves. That Jesus saves because he lives. Guys, this, this is what should encourage us. But do you truly believe in the resurrection? Because I can tell. I can tell if you truly believe Christ lives by how you live your life. I can tell by, by if you truly believe Christ lives by, by what message you carry, what message you preach. The message is this, is because Christ died, we should put to death ourselves. We should put our sin to death. We should put our worldly desires to death and turn to the one who lives to give us new life. Christ died on the cross for our sin. Christ took the punishment that was due to us. Christ has given us new life. So now we should share that to other people. 1 Corinthians 15, 14 tells us that if Christ is not resurrected, then our preaching is in vain and our faith is in vain. But church, I can tell you this morning, that Christ lives. He's resurrected. The tomb is empty. Do you, do you see that? The tomb is empty. Spurgeon tells us this. I'm going I'm to paraphrase it. He says that, that, that Christ carries our sin into his tomb and they are resurrected no more. Why? Because we put our faith and trust in him and because he has died and rose again. The resurrection gives us a message to preach. So are you preaching that message? Are you sharing that? And lastly, number three. Well, maybe I didn't put it on there. I thought I did. The resurrection gives, number three, a boldness to endure. A boldness to endure. Church, look at verse um, 19 again, but Peter and John answered them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge for we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. And when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because of the people for all were praising God for what had happened for the man on whom this sign of healing was performed was more than 40 years old. Church, what do you think Peter and John left to go do? If we continue reading the book of Acts, they go to the other believers and they pray for boldness. If we continue reading, they continue preaching the gospel. They had boldness to endure. They endured the tribulation that came, the persecution that came, that no matter what kind of death may face us, we have the boldness to endure it. No matter what suffering may come our way, the resurrection shows us that death has no sting on us. The resurrection shows us that Christ has defeated sin and death for us. 
Because of the resurrection, Romans tells us that the sufferings of this world do not compare to the glories that are in heaven. Because, because of the resurrection, Romans tells us that God works out all things for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. He works out all, all the bad things and all the good things in our lives for our good and his glory. Church, it's because of the resurrection that we can have boldness to endure this life. We need boldness to endure the world, the opposition that will come our way. There are countries within, within this world where it would be illegal for us to do what we're doing now, where we could lose our lives for preaching the gospel. Thank God we live in a country where we are free to do that. But let me tell you, church, we're free to, to do that, but why do we have a lack of it? If we're free to preach this gospel, if we're free to storm the streets with the message of Christ, if we're free to put our lives on the line and be bold about it, why are so many of us cowards when it comes to preaching the gospel? Why are so many of us living this way in which we believe we can have Christ and our sin too? Church, let me tell you, you cannot have Christ and your sin as well. You cannot serve both masters. You have, you can only serve one. Either it's going to be your sin or it's going to be Christ. So let me call you to that. That because of the, of the resurrection, we have a boldness to endure this life. We are to hate the things of this world. We are to hate the sin within this world, the sin within our own lives. We are called to put it to death and live for Jesus, no matter the cost. Paul tells us in Philippians 1.21, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Why? Because death has no sting and there's nothing we should fear. Because Christ lives, death is just the next step to eternity with him. So we should have the boldness to endure the tribulations of this world. We are in a tribulation now. I do, I do believe we, we are in a pandemic. We're in a trial. We are, we are suffering at this time. But let me tell you, whenever we look at Scripture and people are suffering and people are in oppression, the church rises, the church flourishes, the church thrives, the church grows. So let me tell you why we should have this boldness to endure. Because the resurrection shows us that the church cannot be stopped. The church will never be stopped. Christ couldn't be stopped. Death couldn't hold him. Death will never hold this church. Our church will flourish. And when I'm talking about our church, I'm talking about the universal Christian church. The church will grow. The gospel will be spread. So that's, that's my question to you though, church. Let me ask you this. Are you, are you, do you have that confidence to act, to live boldly for Christ? Do you have that message to proclaim? Do you have that boldness to endure no matter what comes our way? Because the resurrection shows us that that God will do what He says He's going to do. The resurrection shows us that He's faithful and just, and He's gracious and merciful. The resurrection shows us that, that He will never leave us nor forsake us. The resurrection shows us that we are called to live in a world, in a dying world. We are called to give our lives for it, for the sake of the gospel. So are you doing that? If you are lost and you're hearing this message let me reiterate that this gospel is for sinners. This, this, this gospel is for imperfect people. 
It's not for people who can clean themselves up. It's not for people who are, who are called to, to be perfect to come to, to, to Christ. Christ makes us perfect. So let me tell you, your sin is an offense to God. Your sin is the reason why Christ hung on the cross. But God's love is the reason why he sent Jesus for us. So if you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, I call for you to do that now. Give your life to Jesus. Jesus took our sin on, on, on the cross, nailed it there, died, rose again three days later to show us that he is God and that the payment cleared. So now he tells us, will you put to death your sin in your life and turn to me? Would you put to death your worldly desires and turn to me? So let me ask you guys, have you done that? To the believer that is hearing this message, let me reiterate from this. The resurrection should encourage us to live boldly for him. The resurrection should encourage us to proclaim this gospel, to endure and to be confident in, in him. Our confidence is not in anything we can do. Not in ourselves, not in, a, in our strength. Thank God for that, because I am a weak human being. I'm inadequate, but Christ gives me strength. So is your confidence there? Maybe this Easter, maybe you need to be reminded of that. Because the resurrection gives us a confidence to act, a message to preach, and a boldness to endure. Church, I do pray that that is what you have. I pray that you've put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. I hope you guys have a happy Easter. I'm so thankful that you were able to be a part of this worship service. Um, I'm going to pray and the musicians are going to come up. We're going to do one more song. This is possibly my favorite song. All I have is Christ. Um, so I, would you worship with us um, one more time on this Easter Sunday? Let's pray. Father God, we are thankful for your word. We are thankful, Lord, that you have sent your son to die for our sins, and we are thankful, God, that you rose him from the dead because that shows us that he's God. So, Lord, I pray that this resurrection, it gives us encouragement to live a life of boldness for you. I pray, God, that, that the resurrection gives us a confidence to act, to be obedient and holy, to spend time with you. God, I pray that the resurrection gives us a message to proclaim. Give us that unction, that passion, that desire to preach the gospel from the rooftops, to storm the streets, to let people know who Jesus is. And God, I pray that you would help us see that the resurrection also gives us a boldness to endure. That no matter what suffering comes our way, no matter what trial or tribulation comes our way, no matter what type of persecution comes our way, the gospel is worth it. Christ is worth giving our lives for. Help us, help us to hold on to that life verse, Philippians 1.21, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Help us during this time to, to stamp that on our hearts, to, ta to, to, to tattoo, blah, to, to, blah. Help us to remember it, to tattoo it on our hearts, on our souls. Help us to hold it dear. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. For me, to, to live is to live to glorify Him. 
Because God, all we have is Christ. All we have is Christ. I pray that that is our prayer. Help us see that. We ask this in your son's precious and holy name. We pray. Amen.